Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, August 21st. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my brother, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? Yes, we had a pretty crazy week in football, preseason week two. Uh, Week two is kind of the time where all the starters start to play a little bit more. Uh, Guys who wouldn't play in week one start to play in week two. Kind of start to get that arm and that, that body ready for a full NFL season. So we're going to do the same thing we did last week, go through each game, give you the scores, and just, you know, one or two talking points about the game. Uh, you know, we're just going to go through each and every single game here. So uh, first game was Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl uh, matchup last year. Uh, two big injuries, though, obviously with the Eagles, Nick Foles, he should be okay. Um, but then Isaiah Wynn, Torres Achilles, that's a huge loss for Patriots, Patriots fans. Uh, first round offensive lineman to go down with an Achilles injury uh, in his first year, it's not a good sign. It's a really hard injury to come back from. Yeah, I mean the fact that it's, excuse me, the fact that it's an Achilles uh, is really really hurts the Patriots because you know it might dip into next season and the next offseason program because that's such a hard uh, injury to come back from, especially I'm guessing for a big guy like Isaiah Wynn uh, because he's using so much weight on that Achilles. But, you know, I think for, as far as the Patriots go, they're going to be fine without him. Um, you know, I, I feel like he would have helped this season, and I feel like it does hurt. But it's going to be the Patriots, and I'm sure they have, a, I'm sure they have someone uh, back there um, to replace him. But, you know, offensive line has been an issue with the Patriots, you know, in past seasons. Um, we saw when the Broncos... They lost uh, Nate Solder, too. We, they lost Nate Solder, but we saw when, you know, the Broncos beat them to go to the Super Bowl back when they had Peyton Manning... Uh, the, the Patriots offensive line was absolutely horrible and if you're a Patriots fan you're hoping it doesn't go back to that way um as it was in 2014 or whatever yeah so big loss for the Patriots we'll see how they replace that um in the next couple of weeks here because you want to keep Tom Brady upright and you need a good offensive lineman to do that next game Steelers versus Packers Packers put a 50 burger 51 to 34, 34 on the Steelers I mean you watch that game. First play of the game, defense for the Packers sets the freaking tone. Tremont Williams picks six, first play of the game, and it was all downhill for the Steelers from there. Yeah, I think you just look all around. You know, people say, oh, 51 to 34, there was absolutely no defense. But Green Bay had two defensive touchdowns. They had a nice stop early uh, that put the Packers um, in really good field position. So I'm not too disappointed about this. Josh the- Jackson won up. Pro Football Focus highest graded defensive player. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the Packers defense. Um, you know, giving up 34 because I saw some good good drives, but obviously there's still some improvement needing to be done. Um, as far as the Steelers go, obviously Ben Roethlisberger didn't play, but you know they are trying to find that future quarterback in Mason Rudolph or Josh Dobbs, and both of them looked horrible. Um, so I would say you know that was a disappointing um, game for Pittsburgh Steelers fans everywhere. Uh, but as far as the Packers go, which I'm pretty pumped about, they looked awesome. They did have a bright spot, though. I'll give the Steelers credit. James Washington looked pretty good. Um, he had two touchdowns versus two pretty garbage corners for the Packers. But, uh, um, you know, that is good to see. Uh, I think it was a second-round pick. So, you know, a guy like that, he had a great year last year at Oklahoma State. Uh, to come away with two touchdowns, that's pretty big for them. So, uh, next game, that was on Thursday, I believe, it was the Jets versus Redskins. Redskins won 15-13, kind of a boring game. Uh, I don't really know why ESPN put this on primetime. I guess Sam Darnold. Uh, he looked pretty good, though. Uh, he looked all right. Didn't look as good as he did week one. This is his first time running with the ones. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater looked decent. He threw a touchdown pass, but they both threw interceptions. Jets are still trying to look for that starter. I don't think really... You kind of got an answer out of this game. Um, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is playing out of his mind right now. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he's had bo- both games. He's had over a hundred quarterback rating, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I think he's playing really good right now, and I think this is perfect for the Jets because uh, people are saying, oh, now they got a decision to make because Darnold's playing pretty good and Bridgewater's playing really good and McCown's a good veteran, so they have too many good faces in the quarterback room, which has 
not been the you know the case in Jets uh, teams in the past because they've had people like Hackenberg and Petty. You know they haven't had a really good quarterback room, and I feel like they really do here. Um, and now people are going to start looking at Bridgewater for possible trade options because you know they can't start two quarterbacks. But or do they start Bridgewater week one um, and let Darnold sit? So I think the Jets got a good problem here. I think it's a problem that everyone would like to have, especially teams that are you know having issues at the quarterback position. Uh, so I you know I think Bridgewater and Darnold are playing really really good right now, and I think it's going to be a good competition till the end. Yes, yeah, so the Giants versus Lions. Giants won thirty to seventeen. Lions defense struggled a lot in that game, but you know you did find two kind of pretty solid pieces for them. Uh, well, I guess only one, Kerryon Johnson. He looked pretty good. He had about 65 yards rushing on a couple carries. Uh, that's a guy they're kind of relying on to, you know, kind of fix that running back uh, situation, which has been a complete shit show since Barry Sanders left. They have not really ever found a consistent running back. You know, it's just been a committee type of thing. Um, so hopefully they can find somebody like Kerryon to take over. Uh, for the Giants, though, three rushing touchdowns, and then a throwing touchdown by Davis Webb. Uh, he looked pretty solid, second-year guy out of California. Uh, somebody who I was surprised they didn't let play at all last year. I know they had McAdoo, and he went with Geno Smith. But I'm surprised they didn't start Davis Webb at all to see what they have because I think he's a pretty pretty interesting talent there uh, in New York. Yeah, you mentioned Davis Webb. Uh, when he played Cleveland um, in the first preseason game, preseason game um, I don't think he looked good at all. Uh, he was forcing passes, looked really jittery in the pocket. But then, you know, the second game here against the Lions, he looked good. Um, so I think, you know, you're seeing a lot of ups and downs for him. Uh, he was never one of those quarterbacks out of the draft who was going to be a day one starter. Um, everyone knew he was going to have to sit for two to three years, um, maybe even more. Um, and I think that's what the Giants are kind of getting right now. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. But I think Eli Manning is the perfect guy to sit behind because he's seen a lot of football in his day. You know, two Super Bowls. Um, and you know he's one of the better. He's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Where but, where Davis Webb play? California. Cal. He played at Cal. Yeah. Um, Cal's got some good quarterbacks. Yeah, they do. But as far as the uh, Lions go, you know you see more of the same. Uh, you know Matthew Stafford. You know he looked inconsistent, but it just the Lions just look like a nine and seven, eight and eight team. Um, and you know I don't like the Lions, so I could be biased here, but like they just didn't look like. They improved at all. It uh, looks like they stayed the same. Obviously, I think Kerryon Johnson will be good. I think he'll help the running game out a lot. But I think the Lions are just going to be the same as they usually are. Just a boring 8-8 eight eight team. Although I like Patricia. I think that was a decent hire. Um, Chiefs versus Falcons. 28-10 Chiefs. 28-14, uh, sorry. I think the biggest story of that game was Pat Mahomes. That touchdown pass to Tyree Hill was one of the most beautiful throws I think I've seen in a long time. And that's why the Chiefs right there, that's why John Dorsey traded up to get him. Those throws, not many quarterbacks can make that type of throw in the NFL. Uh, Only the real greats can. I know Mahomes is inconsistent, but you get flashes like that, it's clear as to why the Chiefs are so high on uh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. Uh, it was it's pretty sexy of a throw. He's got an amazing, amazing, amazing arm. It's, I think it's going to be one of the best that we've seen um, in a long time from any quarterback of any team, um, especially with the Chiefs, though. You know, everyone calls, you know, I defend oh Alex gosh. Smith on this show way too much probably, but you never know, calls him a game manager, even though he did have the best completion percentage of a deep ball uh, last year. Entire but, you throw. know, they're going to get a, like an extra tier because, you know, I don't think Alex Smith could throw the ball that accurate 70 yards down the field. I don't think anybody really could. And, you know, Pat Mahomes is going to bring that. He's going to bring the electricity to that offense. Um, combining that with all the speed they have in Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey up the seam. Uh, they're going to be an exciting offense to watch. But, you know, Mahomes has got to be more consistent and make those throws more often rather than the bad ones like the interceptions. So Dolphins, Panthers, Dolphins won 20. Oh no, Panthers won 27 to 20. Sorry, screwing up the scores here. I think the biggest thing right now out of that game was it's obvious that the Panthers are running with Christian McCaffrey as their workhorse. He's no longer that just kind of basically a wide receiver out of the backfield. He's gonna be their third three down back 
Every single drive, he's going to be on that field taking the bulk of the carries. Even though they signed C.J. Anderson, I think McCaffrey is going to take a bit of a leap forward this year. I know he's been working a lot in the offseason to not just be you know, that wide receiver type of running back. And I'm really excited to watch him play you know, this year as a main running back um, and not have a guy like Jonathan Stewart breathing down his neck. Uh, he had a pretty good game, and I think it's clear... He's poised to take a pretty big step this year and establish himself as one of the best running backs in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not too high on Christian McCaffrey as everyone is. You know, oh, I'm I'm really high on this guy. I mean, I just see the size being um, an issue for me. Uh, can he get in between the tackles? You know, yes. And really downhill match up with you know big linebackers. Um, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see. I definitely can see him. You know, out of the backfield being a great receiver, um, a Darren Sproles type. But, you know, can he be more than that? Um, we'll see. You know, yeah, he had a great preseason game. But we'll see, you know, down the line into the season, week 8, week 9, week 10, when it starts getting gritty, the Panthers are on the road in cold weather. Can he get in between the tackles and really grit touchdowns in? You know, he's not going to be, I don't think he can be your number, you know, fourth and one down back, you know, go to pound it up the middle. Um, so I, I'll see. I think he's kind of limited with his size. But, you know, he is talented. He's very fast. Uh, so we'll see. But that was a bright game for the Panthers. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're sleeping on him a little bit. I think Christian McCaffrey has the size. I mean, I don't think he's small by any means. Um, I think he could be a guy you give the ball uh, to fourth and one easily. I, I really don't think so because the, the big question coming out of Stanford was his size. You know, people were considering moving him to a slot receiver. Uh, so I think... You know, like you're looking up right now, he's 5'11", 205. You yeah, know, it's not that small. I, I think that, I mean, you got to look at the running backs that have had success in this league. You know, Adrian Peterson, look up his size. I'm typing it in right now as we speak. Well, I don't know, I, 6'1", 217, so he's a little bit taller. He's about two inches taller and about five pounds heavier. Five pounds. Ten, ten pounds heavier. Ten pounds, fifteen and obviously pounds heavier. Ten pounds. And that's, and that's right now, though. You know, Peterson, in the beginning of his career, when right, he was who, having that much success with the Vikings and running for nearly 2,000 yards, you know, I'm sure he was a little bit bulkier and bigger. Zeke Elliott's only six foot, 225, so that's about 20, 20 pounds, pounds heavier. heavier. Yeah. And I think the weight's been a bit of a a bit of a concern there. He is a little light on his feet, but he has bulked up a little bit over the off off season. And I think he could be a first. Uh, like I said, I think he'll be a three down, maybe even four down back if you need him. I think he's gonna take that step this year. I I don't see it, but you know I. I I would have moved him to slot receiver. You would have moved Christian McCaffrey to slot receiver. Yeah, I think he's... He's re- a pure running back. I think he's really good out the backfield, and I think he could be, you know... You know, if you get him in the slot, he's reverse so quick. Time on, reverse time Montgomery him? Why, yeah. Why are you crinkling up papers Paper, and stuff? Throwing papers away. Um, no, I would have moved him to slot receiver because he's so talented, and if you get him in the slot... Especially on a linebacker, he's way too quick for any linebacker in this league. If you get him on a safety or a nickel corner, he's going to be more shifty than them. He's going to be bigger than them, you know, as far as because, you know, he came from being a running back. So I think, I think you know, the Panthers ran him perfectly last year. I just don't think they have someone who can run the ball, you know, consistently, so they put him back there. But I, I think, think if the Panthers had, like, a consistent running back that – you know, had the size, had you know the you know the speed and stuff like that. Then McCaffrey outside would be perfect for them. I don't know. I think they got a guy like that outside. I think they got Curtis Samuel last year. They took him. He was kind of a speed kills. He's really he's a pretty fast guy from Ohio exactly. State. Uh, exactly. They used him a little bit last year. I know they use him for kickoff returns now. I think McCaffrey is a running back. I don't think you can move him to wide receiver. I think he could do it. But I think he's better suited as a running back. He was chosen first round because he was a good, a, one of the best running backs in college football. I don't think you really want to move him back like that. And if and if they were to transition him more, I mean, he had a decent rookie year, but I don't think he had a, a rookie year that would come with that first round pick, if that makes sense. Yeah, but that's also because they were trying him at running back a lot, too. He's a if, running back. If he focused on... Now, I, this is just me spitballing. I don't think they're ever going to move him to wide receiver. But if they moved him to wide receiver consistently, he worked with the wide receiver group, he was 
wide receiver, then I think he'd be really good. Put him, let's say he's on the Patriots as a slot wide receiver. Okay, yeah. That man is going to put up The Patriots can make any white guy who's fast a slot receiver. That man is going to put up consistent numbers that are top in this league. Because of the talent that I don't he know, has. I think they need they they need him at running back. I don't think I think he could play slot. I think he would do very well there. But the Panthers need him at running back. Oh. Well, who's gonna be their starting running back then? Well, CJ that's him? why they have him. They have him at yeah, running back. They have a, no other running back. He's a pure running back in my opinion. I think he's gonna take that step this year and prove you wrong. So Bills Brown Bills Browns uh, nineteen to seventeen. The Bills got the win. AJ McCarron went down with supposedly a hairline fracture. He's okay now though. I guess it's not broken. Uh, but there was a couple days there where Bills fans thought he was going to be out for a long time and they were going to have to start Josh Allen, which was, I think, I think it's a stupid decision to start Josh Allen week one. He showed flashes again. He showed some pretty decent flashes. He had a really nice throw, maneuvering through the pocket there to throw it to uh, Rod Streeter, I think, for the touchdown. Um, and that was a good game for him. He played pretty well. But he's just not ready, I don't think. But I think he's shown flashes of being a superstar in this league, but he's just not ready. Another guy who's not ready, Baker Mayfield. He had a good game, uh, another decent game. Uh, I think people are kind of looking at his stats a little bit down because he didn't throw any touchdowns. He didn't really do much. But that one throw he had to, uh, I forget the receiver's name, that back shoulder throw he had in that end zone that was called back because that receiver didn't get his feet down, that was a fantastic throw. There's a couple plays where uh, you know the offensive line kind of failed him because he's running with the number two offensive line, but I think he's shown enough flashes that if I'm a Browns fan, I'm pretty confident in our future. Yeah, I think I disagree. I think Josh Allen. Um, you think he's ready to start week I one? I think he could be ready to start week one. He's Kaiser. I th- I think he's had out of all the quarterbacks, maybe besides Baker Mayfield, neck and neck with him, he's had the best preseason. Now the only reason I say he's not ready. Is because the Bills have the most atrocious atrocious offensive lines I've seen in a while. Uh, you know Newhouse. they don't. What? They got Newhouse there. Yeah, Marshall Newhouse is you know atro- he shouldn't be a starting right tackle or wherever he's playing. But you know, well, AJ McCarron got absolutely killed. Uh, you know, in the beginning of that game. And now listen, the Browns pass rush and you know Miles Garrett and you know the players that they have are very good. They have one of the top ten pass rushes I think is in the in the league. But you know, if they can't, they couldn't give AJ McCarron three seconds, and I think that will kill Josh Allen in the long run. But I think if you got him an offensive line and some talent around him, I think he's showing flashes where he's gonna be very good. Maybe you know, in his rookie season, you know, if he needs to start, why not? You know, let him go out there, get kind of knocked around a little bit, get used to the NFL, um, and then in the off season and whatnot, I don't think I think we all realize the Bills aren't competing this year for a you know world championship, but. You know, maybe go out in the offseason, get him an offensive line, get him some more talent. And I think Josh Allen will be more equipped in the future uh, to start. Yeah, he's going to need some more talent. Obviously, his wide receiver core is pretty much filled with first-round rejects like Kelvin Benjamin and now Corey Coleman. He's going to need some more talent. I, I, Charles Clay is a fine tight end, but he's not, you know, a, he's not going to lift Josh Allen to new levels. Uh, but whatever he's working with now is a lot better than he worked with last year at Wyoming. But he's just got to – I don't think he's ready yet. I think it's going to take a year for him. I think A.J. McCarron's your guy right now. Maybe even Nathan Peterman, who's been playing pretty well. Obviously, you know, last year he had that really bad start, five interceptions in the one half. But we'll see. We're going to move now to the Cardinals versus Saints. Two rookie quarterbacks going at it with J.T. Barrett and Josh Rosen. J.T. Barrett's looked incredible. He's had two rushing touchdowns in the two games he's played. Truman, you, you know that? Great. Yeah, what do you mean, Gray? Uh, it's two rushing touchdowns. And... I'm, I'm here to talk about Josh Rosen, not some... All right, we'll talk about Josh Rosen then. He played probably his best football he's played uh, as an Arizona Cardinal. It's week two. Uh, that touchdown to Christian Kirk, the other rookie wide receiver there, is something Cardinals fans could just relish in because that is something that they're looking for to happen for a long time there. Christian Kirk from Josh Rosen. Uh, that was a pretty good throw. He looked pretty solid, a lot better than he did in his first game. Yeah, I'm just looking at these rookie quarterbacks like Josh Rosen. He had, you know, he had, he was very shaky in his first game. Uh, I think his completion percentage was below 50, or no, like at 50, 60 percent. So he was very shaky in his first game, probably nervous. He's still getting grasped that offense. But in his second game, he grew a lot. You could tell, and you know, like that, like that throw to Christian Kirk. That was a very NFL-like throw. That was a championship throw. 
Um, and if he makes more of those plays, uh, the Cardinals are going to have a hard time keeping him from being their starter. Now, Sam Bradford, it will, you know, he's performed very well. He will be a starter week one, I believe. About 99% of me says that's going to happen. But, you know, everyone knows Sam Bradford will not last five weeks. So then it comes down to, you know, I think Mike Lennon's still on the team and Josh Rosen. Do you want to throw Josh Rosen into the Wolves right away? Uh, We'll see. And I think the next two preseason games are going to be huge for him and the Cardinals to see if, you know, if Sam Bradford goes down, is he ready to start uh, right away? All right, Jaguar, Jaguars versus the Vikings, 14-10 to 10 for the Jaguars. They got the win. Bortles looked pretty solid. Uh, nothing much going on in that game. Kirk Cousins looked absolutely horrible. Uh, he went 3-for-8, yeah, and oh yeah, he bounced that. some throws into some receivers that were open. Um, I, I, I'll relish and I'll talk about Kirk Cousins being shitty uh, the whole show if we wanted to. But, you know, it's a preseason game, so I'm not going to go crazy. And he had a really good week one, and the Jaguars' defense is fantastic. But, you know, three for eight, two balls that should have easily been completed that I can remember. Um, not good. And Kyle Rudolph even kind of called the offense out after the game and said that Uh-oh. they need to get back to where they were playing before. Uh, so week two preseason, some drama already. I don't know, but I, I like it. Right, get back. We're going to talk about this game a little bit because something happened in this game that was insane. Um, Raiders versus the Rams. Uh, Raiders got the win 15-14. to 14. Uh, The Rams offense kind of struggled a little bit, but other than that, not not – much went on in this game yeah not much uh you know just it's another week of seeing john gruden's offense um get put in together come together and is he really going to be the expertise he played to be on tv now we're going to talk about uh Bengals versus cowboys Bengals won 21 to 13 uh, again not much one chiwobi awazu for the cowboys played pretty well that's looking like a pretty good steal for them a corner which they desperately need they haven't had a good corner since terrence newman i would say uh jeff driscoll for the Bengals. pit of florida i really i like this guy i know they like andy dalton but i think driscoll's somebody who could be a future starter in this league he's shown some flashes uh, and he had another good game on saturday yeah, I you know I saw that he threw an interception. He did play good though, but you know is this the guy that the Bengals want to go to? Uh, you know is they this the guy, walk for him. Is this the guy that they want you know to take over for Andy Dalton? Because I'm ready to see them finally make a move and sit Andy Dalton down. And now obviously Andy Dalton probably starts the season and he deserves to. But you know when he starts to struggle, which he probably will. You know is Driscoll? Will you put Driscoll in right away and actually make a bold move that excites your franchise a little bit? Um, I hope they do. I I think they're a contender and they should be the ones to look at. No, for Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, I was gonna say contender. No, because if if the Jets want to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater, uh then I think the Bengals should be on that list so he can just add to that quarterback room and put more pressure on Andy Dalton because I think that's what the Bengals need is pressure on Andy Dalton, and maybe he'll succeed when he has that. All right, Buccaneers versus Titans. Bucks won 30-14. This is game is interesting because the Buccaneers and the Titans are kind of linked because the 1-2 Mariota Winston. This is the year, I think, where we kind of make a clear-cut decision on who won that draft, who, you know, what, who made the right move. Uh, because Mariota and Winston have had two very up and down careers, and this is the year I think we either label Mariota or Winston, you know, a bust or a good pick. Winston played pretty well. Mariota didn't do much, but I think this is the year where we finally make that decision on these two guys. Oh, Mariota and Winston. Winston. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, all the questions surrounding Winston. It's hard to pick him over Mariota right now, but we'll see. Because um, once Winston comes back, I feel like he's going to be very motivated. Uh, I think, you know, as far as talent goes, I think, you know, you know Winston has the better receivers. Mariota has the better run game. So it's pretty equal out there. So I think they should. They are set up both for success this season. And it's going to be the, you know, the oh, turning Winston's point. suspended. Yeah, well, once he comes back, I think it's going to be the turning point to see if they take the next step. All right, Texans versus 49ers, 16-13. Move a little bit quickly uh, here. Uh, 16-13 Texans, not much went on in that game. Bears versus Broncos, Bears won 24-23. Trubisky struggled a lot, but he kind of put together there towards the end. Uh, Seahawks versus Chargers, not much went on there, 24-14. Although I did want to talk, reports are that the Seahawks offered the Colts a second-round pick for Jacoby Brissett. 
why the hell are the Seattle Seahawks offering up a second round pick for a for the one position that they are set at quarterback? This team is throwing out basically anybody at offensive line, and they're willing to give up a second round pick for a decent quarterback when they have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Explain that to me, Truman. Maybe because they think Russell Wilson's going to get hurt because their offensive line's so bad that they could bring in Jacoby Brissett and they won't have that big of a they won't have that bad of a backup quarterback. But I don't a know. A second round pick for him though. No, it makes no sense at all. This um, franchise makes no I wanted John Snyder for to be the Packers GM. Uh but after these last couple moves, I don't want him anywhere near my football team anymore. Yeah, I don't really understand what they're doing, but you know, they looked pretty good in the preseason game against the Chargers. I I saw that first drive. Russell Wilson led them down pretty good, but I don't really understand. I think they're going to be better than people think this year, but the decisions they're making for the future are just idiotic, and they're only hurting Russell Wilson because he's such a good quarterback, and they have no offensive line. It's trash. They should be trading second-rounders for an offensive lineman. Yeah, that makes literally no sense to me. Last game, last night, Ravens versus Colts. Ravens won 2019. So we got to move on. We're going to talk about this crazy football league that we call the NFL. They decided to make a couple moves over the offseason. You know, we're going to start with the kickoff rule. All of them are not working out. The kickoff rule was supposed to stop, you know, kickoffs, supposed to, you know, cause more touchbacks. But I think more than ever now, I think, I, I didn't look up the stats here, but there's been more tu- there's been more takeouts. Guys are taking the ball out of the end zone more than ever, I think. These kickers are just kicking it short, and guys are tackling them inside the 25. So that rule's dumb. That's not working. And then the idiotic new tackling rule that they're putting in is just insane to watch. I, don't, I get it. It's the preseason. The refs are kind of working their kinks out, and you know they're trying to figure it out. Maybe they're just going to call it a lot more in the preseason so guys will be more aware of it. But if it's like this, NFL is going to be unwatchable in six to seven years. And we're we I mentioned it earlier. The hit on, I forget who was playing quarterback for the Jaguars, but Everson Griffin, I think, it wasn't or Daniel Hunter. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. It One was, of those guys no. hit uh, the quarterback for the Jaguars, and it was a clean hit. Sherman, you saw it. Yeah, it was, it was about hit. as clean as you possibly can get. And they threw a flag on it because they said it was unnecessary roughness. Like, what's the point of playing football if you can't tackle guys like this anymore? It's insanely hard to watch. You can watch highlight upon highlight of just dumb calls. I mean, this is ridiculous. The NFL's got to fix something with this. The refs got to stop calling these. I get why they put the rule in. You know, there's certain reasons as to why, but this just isn't the way to protect the players. It's going to get more guys hurt because the defensive players really don't know how to tackle anymore, so they just don't know what to do. Yeah, I think people are blaming the refs, but I think they shouldn't be putting their blame at the refs. Like, I see coaches, and I understand the immediate blame goes to the refs because they're the one that made the call, Um, but they're getting paid uh, to do their job, and their job in the rules says to call these penalties. The blame should be on the NFL. Some of these penalties are just what that like. What is a tackle? Like the one the Cardinals versus uh, Chargers for Week One. Do you remember that? It was a clear cut tackle by the safety. They throw a flag. Well, the worst one was the 49ers Texans one where the the punt return the Texans guy was yeah returning and the Richard Sherman was all over that one. But I don't. I really, really don't understand uh, the NFL and their decision making because. But I understand the lawsuits are crazy, and I understand CTE is a serious issue, and they need to get that stuff figured out. But you're taking – if it's not broke, don't fix it because, like, football is not broke. Like, why are you trying – People love it. Yeah, people love it. Um, and you're only – it's it's 2018. People are trying to make people happy. But, okay, so you're going to make the people that want it to be safer and want it to be more, you know, preventative of con- concussions happy – but then the football junkies like us are pissed off. So you can't make everyone happy. Do you want to pe- make people that have loved this game and watched this game for years and years and years happy, like the football junkies? Or do you want to make the people that, you know, are... Who saw the concussion movie and now are all freaked out. Yeah, do you want to make them happy? So they can't make everyone happy, and he's Roger Goodell in the NFL decision-making office there is trying to make everyone happy. But I think they're going to have to realize 
that this is just not going to work and they need to stop calling those penalties. But I don't think all the blame should be on the refs because the refs are doing their job. But, you know, right now, you know, their boss and the people that hire them and pay them are doing a bad job. I think the problem is they muddied the water so much on this. It's not really hard to decide what's a clean and what's not a clean tackle. And I get it. CT is a big issue now. It's starting to come out more and more. But I think the problem with that wasn't from the concussions in football itself. It was from, you know, the doctors, you know, kind of just throwing guys back out there, giving them, like, smelling salts, and then throwing them back out there. I think that was the biggest issue there. I don't think it was the game of football itself. Um, you know, I saw one story where it was, like, Terrell Davis got a concussion, and they, he got, like, knocked out, and they just gave him oxygen and then sent him back out there. I think that's the problem is, you know, the misdiagnosis, the kind of carefree attitude they have with it. I think if you look at concussions a little bit more seriously now, you take guys out when they're feeling dizzy or stuff like that, and then you let the players themselves decide, okay, I've had two concussions. Uh, chances are if I keep playing, I'm going to get another one, and I, I have a huge risk of CTE there. And you let players decide from there on, do I want to keep playing or do I want to just retire? I think football, people know when you play football, it's a dangerous sport. Your, your body's going to get hurt. It's going to happen. Uh, we played... 12 years, you know, little league ball, and we still, you know, we have injuries, we've dealt with injuries, because, so if you play football, you're going to get hurt, I just think you got to be more aware with that, and I don't think you're going to take injuries out of this game, you're not going to take concussions out of this game, and the more you try to fix it, like the way they're doing right now, the more people are going to get hurt, and the more, you know, people are going to turn away from this game, and I think Roger Goodell has done, has really not done a great job so far as fixing this and trying to increase popularity, and this game, if it keeps going the way it's going, it's going to be gone in six to seven years. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I think they'll get it fixed because they, I think they realize they can't do it. Uh, so I would, I'd say, you know, look, I, I don't think the refs are going to be calling this severe stuff in the regular season. It's going to be so hard to watch if they are. Well, if they call, I mean, I mean, once it impacts the Packers is when I'll start to get really in there, but. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be this, this bad come, you know, the regular season, but they'll, they'll have to get it figured out and tell the refs what to call and what not to call. Cause I think the refs got to be really confused because one end they're public, you know, coaches are in their ear 24 seven. And then if they don't call it Roger Goodell and their front office and their bosses and people who hire them are in their ear. So I think they just got to get it organized, sit down front office, refs, coaches, owners, Figure it out. I don't know when it, whether it's next year's meeting or sometime before the season starts. Just figure it out. Yeah, and these 15-yard penalties, I think 15 yards for that's a little harsh too. Uh, but whatever. They got to fix it though. If this is like this all season, it's going to be so hard to watch football. A uh, couple other football headlines. Victor Cruz decided to hang it up today. He's kind of been out of the game a little bit. It was last with the Bears, I think. Bears, yeah. Uh, he was an interesting guy, undrafted. Then he came onto the scene really fast, and as soon as he came onto the scene, it seems like he left uh, due to injuries. He got hurt, kind of fell down. Uh, but he's going to ESPN, so he's he's a pretty personable guy, I guess. So hopefully he'll do a good job in ESPN. Yeah, he's a good receiver, and especially that the second time the Giants beat the uh, Patriots in the World Series, in the World, World Series. Series, in the Super Bowl, uh, he did an amazing job, and he was a key part of that team. Yeah, and then uh, Richie Incognito. Kind of a crazy guy, I would say. Well, he's a nutcase. Uh, got arrested. Uh, where did he get arrested? Arizona. Arizona was it like a funeral home. I couldn't tell. I, I think remember. it was a funeral home. Don't quote me on that. Somebody was saying something to me. I think maybe his dad passed away or something like that. And he was saying, talking crap to the funeral directors, saying how he's got guns in his car, making threats. This guy just needs to be put away. He's insane. He's like. He's always had issues off and on the field. Uh, you know, that whole... Who's the guy that got bullied? Jonathan Martin. Was it Jonathan Martin? Mm -hmm. You know, that was kind of the first sign of that. Uh, with the Bills, he didn't have a ton of issues off the field, but obviously he retired. Uh, dude, he has this, like, liver issue, but he was supposed to come back and play with the Vikings. Uh, didn't he say something about Zimmer, though? He called Zimmer, like, a liar. Uh, yeah, this guy's just with. I mean, I don't want to mess with him. I don't I know, uh, but obviously he's just a lineman through and through, crazy nutcase. 
Um, but good player. Yeah, he's a good. He was a good player. I don't he think was he does, a good player. He does anything now. He was like the dirtiest player, wasn't he? Like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I mean he had to. But people like, but like you got to come out and kind. I mean, like years ago when the Jonathan Martin thing came out, like, I mean, like regretly, I you know if that's a word, but like you kind of defend, like he kind of defended Richie Incognito in ways who everyone kind of did, like. Okay, he probably wasn't that bad. You know, he probably did some rookie hazing, and Jonathan Martin kind of took it the wrong way. But you kind of got to look at it now. Like, Richie Incognito probably did some major damage, you know, bully-wise to Jonathan Martin. Um, Is he so, even in the game anymore? Jonathan Martin? Yeah. He's in jail. Jonathan Martin's in jail? Remember, he oh, made the, yeah. he made the he threat do? on the, the school. school shooting threat, right? Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he obviously did some damage there, but... I think if you, no, I totally forgot about the Jonathan Martin thing, but uh, I think Jonathan Martin had some mental issues, obviously, clearly now, uh, so maybe people kind of gave Richie Incognito a little bit of a break there, but he's obviously crazy, something's wrong with him to be going around doing stuff like this. He's just a really aggressive guy, I think, and, you know, obviously stuff like this comes out, hopefully he'll figure whatever, he, you know, anger issues or something, he'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, he's got to get figured out for the sake of his family or whatever. I totally forgot about that school shooting. Yeah. That was a wild story. Uh, then the last football headline, Adrian Peterson is back. Signed with the Redskins, one-year deal. Uh, going to take over, I think, as the number one guy there in the backfield. They got Rob Kelly and Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson and the dude from Oklahoma. Smaje Preen. Smaje Preen, uh, who kind of had a bad year last year. So there's kind of a lot of names here. I don't think Adrian Peterson's the guy. Uh, I think he'll take over, though, as the guy, but I don't think he has the ability anymore to be the guy, if that makes sense. Um, but they had, they had a decision between signing him and Orleans Darklaw, who played for the Giants last year, who I think is a better, younger back. Um, but Adrian Peterson, I mean, you got a chance to sign Adrian Peterson. You're going to sign him. Uh, Dan Snyder wants to sell jerseys, and I think that's the best way to do it by sending a guy like Adrian Peterson. Uh, so I think this move is more of a PR move than it is, you know, a football-related move. Peterson still has some some juice left in those legs of his, but he's obviously on the downside of his career. And this this probably, I think, unless he does really well this year, is his last year in football. Ah, we'll see. Uh, I forget his age, but he's not that old. Ah, he's got to be like thirty-three. We're gonna look it up right now. Um, but thirty-three. I think as far as the Redskins go, you know, I mean, th- this is a bad, you know, running back core. I think you don't want Adrian Peterson. Chris to be... Thompson's good, but he's a receiver. He's not a running back. I don't think you. Do, I don't think you want uh Adrian Peterson to be leading your. Um, running back core, and he is now. But, Not anymore. But he's going to be a leader, uh, and that's key. He'll be good. You know, he'll mentor the young guys, but, you know, one year, I think. I think Orleans Darkwell would have been the better signing. I don't know about that. I think he had a pretty decent year this year with the Giants. I don't know why he hasn't been signed yet. I, I don't know. I think Adrian Peterson was a good signing because he's also a mentor. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but that's it. We're going to move now to baseball quickly going through the rest of these headlines because we ran a little bit long, about 38 minutes with football. Uh, but obviously football's starting up soon. Football's back. Got to talk about that. Uh, so obviously our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. That's the best place, again, to get haircuts around Northeast Ohio. For only $7, you can get a haircut uh, with styling. Truman and I have been getting haircuts there for the last couple months, and we have never looked or felt better. Uh Every time you're going to go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. They get better every single time because Dee's is always upgrading his shop so he can give you the best haircut possible and the best haircut experience possible. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter or Instagram at Dee's Home Cuts. Easily set up an appointment right there in his bio. You won't be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So baseball, not a lot going on right now. We're on the dog days of the summer right now. Uh... Although the playoff race is heating up a little bit, we had a little bit of a shakeup there in the AL with the Astros just completely pooping the bed right now, struggling. Uh, they've lost, I forget, but they've lost a lot of games in this month and in the end of July. So much so that I think the Indians have overtaken them for the second seed, which is huge for me. Uh, to get that home field advantage would be amazing uh, because you know nobody wants to play in Cleveland uh, come October. It's a pretty intimidating scene. Um, 
I know Truman knows that that scene too. Uh, but the Astros, they got to put it together here before the playoffs. I think they'll still make the playoffs, obviously, with their earlier successes. They got to get a couple guys back. I know Altuve and Springer are still hurt. Pitching staff's been struggling a little bit, uh, but they need to really put it together. I know they shuffled around their bullpen a little bit today. I think they made Asuna their closer. They got rid of Giles, who was their closer. So not good to be shaking up your team this late in the season. But uh, obviously they're just kind of looking to see if anything can work right now. I think Altuve and Springer are the key to this team, and they're both out right now. Uh, so I think you know once they get them back and you know things kind of simmer down towards the end of September, uh, I think they'll be able to uh, you know be the Astros again. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who wins that division though. But I think the Astros would be fine. But in a Yankees Astros wild card game would be absolutely awesome. Those are two of the best teams in the league, and they'd be playing for a wild card team, wild card uh, win. So I think that'd be one of the that'd be the best wild card game we've seen since they came into this new format. Uh, so I think you know it's interesting to see, but you know they'll be fine, I believe, because they're the Astros and they have the experience of winning. All right, we're moving on to basketball. Do uh, our team reviews here, then we'll get uh, on to the next segment here. We're gonna go with the Pacers today, a team who I think is gonna be looking to really arise past that fifth seed that they had last year because they kind of they kind of played really well once they got into the playoffs they almost beat the Cavs first round which would have been insane and I think they got better Victor Oladipo is their leader Miles Turner is a really good guy really good player a really good young player uh they added Tyreek Evans over the offseason which is huge uh he's gonna really help in that starting lineup there they got Kyle O'Quinn, who's pretty big. He had a pretty decent year with the Knicks coming off the bench. And then adding a scorer like Doug McDermott's going to help a lot too. Uh, the only guy they really lost, I would say, was Lance Stevenson, who was kind of the fan favorite. Uh, that's going to hurt, I think. But overall, I think this team got better. I think they're the better team. They got a lot better than they were last year. Uh, and I think they're going to be a lot better than the fifth seed in the East. Yeah, well, they don't have to deal with LeBron now like the rest of the East. But I do think the Pacers will be good this season. I love Oladipo, but can he do that again? Um, he hasn't consistently done it throughout his career, and he had one really good season. But can he consistently put it together and be you know, one of the top players in the game? Uh, that's the key to the Pacers. Uh, he has the keys to the car. Um, he'll take them wherever they want to go. So it's up to Oladipo. Can he be like he played last season consistently and be a superstar in this league? Yeah, so we'll see. Then we're going to go to the Jazz in the West. Obviously, the West is pretty crowded right now with good teams, and the Jazz are right there in that mix. Donovan Mitchell broke out last year, looks like a future superstar. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, one of the best centers in all basketball. They added Grayson Allen, which was a little interesting. Um, You know, what does he provide to an NBA team? I think just basically defense and a little bit of scoring here and there. That's going to be huge for them. They're going to get a full season of Jay Crowder off the bench. I don't see this team really doing much better right now than the fifth seed. I think they're young enough to where in a couple years right now they could be a lot better than the fifth seed. Uh, but with the Warriors and the Rockets in the West, I don't think this team could compete for anything you know, much better than a fourth, maybe a fifth seed. It's going to be hard because the West did just get LeBron, and you know it's the West. Uh, they have the two best players in the world right now, and Kevin Durant and LeBron. So I think the Jazz... They're going to stick down by the 6th, 7th, 5th seed uh, at most. Um, they'll give some teams, you know, they'll give the you know, the Warriors, they'll give the Rockets, they'll give the Lakers, some, they'll give them a little bit of trouble in the playoffs. Maybe t- I could see them taking those teams maybe six games at max. Uh, but, you know, they got talent. Donovan Mitchell's one of the better young players in the league. Grayson Allen's there just be a deli, just a defense, get in your, guy, get in your face. Um, he's not much of a scorer, I don't think, in the NBA especially. Uh, so I, I think... You're right, Grayson Allen. Oh, you say Delhi? He'll be like a Delhi. Oh, okay. He'll be like a Delhi. Uh, come off the bench, give you some defense, uh, give you that spark. Uh, but he won't be much more than that. And then, but I just don't see this team, you know, being much better than the fifth, sixth, seventh seed. And they can't compete for a championship this year. Um, I think they still got to get another superstar, two, you're, maybe you're three. Grayson, you're a big Grayson Allen guy, aren't you? I hate Grayson Allen. They're maybe big, you know, another two, three superstars. The way the West is going to actually compete. 
All right, we're going to move now to some segments. But before that, I wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Uh, school's starting up right around the corner. Shout out to everybody going to college right now, uh, whether you're moving in or whatever. Uh, so you probably lost uh, your lawn care guy over the summer uh, with your son going off to college. So you're going to want to find a new lawn service guy. You don't really want to do it yourself, so turn to A's. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn your home will never look better. Like I said, your son or daughter is probably moving on to college. You don't have anybody to mow the lawn right now. That's your job. Don't do it. Don't waste your time. Uh, don't put forth all that effort. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. You will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. Treat yourself. Don't spend all your off time doing your lawn and your landscaping. Turn to A's. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So we're going to do a new segment this week. Uh, we're going to try out some new segments, some new things, try to get a little bit more viewership on the show. Uh, we got a couple segments we're going to try. We're just going to do one today because we are running low with time. Uh, we're going to do some more next Thursday to try to, you know, get this Thursday. This Thursday, yeah, coming up Thursday, to try to get a little bit more viewership on the show, listeners, tell your friends about us. Uh, we're going to do the boldest move of the weekend. So this segment's going to be. Is he obviously going to get a little bit easier once you know sports starts ramping up a little bit more? Uh, we're going to do boldest moves, craziest moves out of anything. Could be sports, could be anything. Uh, for me, I'm going to go Richie Incognito, switch it up a little bit. It's a pretty bold move for you to threaten. I think it was the funeral director to shoot him, kill him with your guns that are in your truck. I mean, I don't know what went wrong. What is what happened at his father's funeral? Obviously, emotional guy. But it's a pretty bold move to threaten the funeral director with a gun that you have in the back of your truck. Yeah, it's pretty bold. I mean, it's horrible. But, it's uh, bold. It's a it's bold a... move. Um, mine is probably Jimmy Butler commenting on uh, Dwayne Wade's wife's picture. Um, he commented, well, damn, in all caps with an exclamation point. Um, and then Jimmy Butler went on and posted an uh, Instagram post himself uh, that had the comment, uh, what was, what was his caption? Uh, I'll look it up right now. But, you know, just bold in general for Jimmy Butler to comment on shooter. someone else's wife's picture and say, uh, you know, well, damn, question, or, uh, exclamation point. But then he went on and posted a video on Instagram and said, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and Dwayne Wade commented, Put well damn in caps on my wife's photo again, and you're going to see what the good, the bad, and ugly is like. Uh, so, obviously, I think they're friends. I think they're kind of having a little fun. Uh, but, you know, obviously, Dwayne Wade probably took that a little serious and a little bit defensive. A shooter. What can he say? A little bit defensive his over shot. his wife. But that's a bold move. Um, I like it. Uh, he took a shot. So Yeah, so we'll vote on Twitter. We're going to run a poll, see what was the boldest move of the weekend. Uh got a couple questions and answer only one actually uh because we're running low here uh with time uh we want you know everybody to get our little reactions to uh the ap poll uh you can obviously go on twitter we're not going to run through you know the top 25 uh so i'm gonna give my quick reaction here i think we're gonna get a little bit of an argument here i don't think wisconsin deserves to be above ohio state uh right now ohio state's at uh five wisconsin's at four that doesn't make any sense to me because why the hell would a team... Ohio State kicked Wisconsin's ass last year in the Big Ten Championship game. And I think we got better over the offseason. Uh, you don't the, have your head coach. We're going to get our head coach. He's meeting on Wednesday. He'll be back. But even that, talent... We have a lot more talent than you guys. We have so many more five-star, four-star recruits. Coach. We have a head coach, too. His name's Urban freaking Money. No, he, no, he's not there right now. He's going to be the head coach. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. You don't know that. A lot of question marks were set. How the hell did receive? How the hell does Wisconsin receive a first place vote? Yeah. That makes no sense to me either. So out of 61 um, votes in the AP poll, Wisconsin was the only other team outside of Alabama and Clemson to get a vote for number one. Which so makes the no, coaches they got one. Don't throw the them in coaches there. think yo know, well, one, three teams got votes: Alabama, Clemson, and the Badgers. Alabama got 42. Clemson got 18. You got one. How many Ohio State get? 
Well, I'm just saying, we kicked your butt last year, and we didn't get worse. A lot of question marks surrounding Ohio State right now. Will they even be eligible for a bowl next year? Yes. Will they be eligible for winning the Well, here's what's going to happen is we we're gonna don't play, know. We're playing TCU early. Wisconsin plays a cupcake schedule like usual. Uh, so when we beat TCU, we beat a ranked team, the 16th ranked team in the country. I think we'll easily go ahead and hop you uh, because and maybe we'll, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get to meet us in the Big Ten Championship game where we'll kick your ass again in front of a national audience like we had the last four or five times that we played you on that stage. Uh, if you guys are eligible, we'll see. Um, I think that's a big if right now. There's a lot of question marks surrounding them. So I don't even know if Ohio State should be included in this poll because we don't even know if they're going to be eligible next season. So we're going to see. They're just a bunch of cheats, so we'll check it out. Well, I think we have a lot more talent than you guys. If, well, you guys might not team. be eligible. Yeah, we have a better coach than might not be eligible. All right, well, that's it for the end of our show. Obviously, we want to transition more into like segments instead of just reading the headlines. Uh, we want to do you know more fun stuff, make this a little bit more fun. Uh, so we'll keep listening each and every single week. Um, follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. We're looking for segment ideas. Send us. The DMs are always open. Send us questions, concerns, comments. We're trying to get better here uh, on our craft. Um, so we're trying to find, you know, if this segment worked, if you like this segment, if you didn't like this segment, tell us. We want to kind of, you know, figure out what we what our niche is. Uh, we got a couple more interviews, hopefully, with some guys that we're trying to work out right now. Um, but other than that, we want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. That really helps us out. Follow us on Instagram. Um, Truman's supposed to be running Instagram, but he hasn't posted in about... I, I really don't know what to post. Still follow it, though. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get that moving a little bit. We're going we're gonna to get some new energy reignited back into TNT Sports Talk because we've been a little dead the last couple weeks. We'll admit that. Uh, but other than that, listen to us on 12 Ounce tomorrow from 7 to 8 a.m. or on YouTube. College, like I said, starting up. I think a majority of our listeners are college kids. Throw on TNT Sports Talk when you're walking to class, when you're at class. Um, you know, it's syllabus week, so not much is going on. So it's a great week to really get into a new podcast. This is the best possible podcast for you to listen to. Uh, so throw us on anytime, anywhere. We're trying to get on more platforms, too. Like we said, we're 46 episodes in. We feel like we've kind of hit a little bit of a dead spot. Uh, but we're going to try to reignite this show, get a little bit more energy as we try to, you know, get through the next 46 episodes. So we're trying to find people. Send us, you know, DMs if you want to come on the show. Uh, we just really want to get some more energy ignited into this podcast. So help us out while with that. Uh, but other than that, have a great day. Vote on our poll of who the boldest guy is of Bulls Move is on Twitter. Have a great day. Tune in on Thursday. As uh, tune in on Thursday to the new look TNT Sports Talk. Yep. Thank you. Go Packers.